Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are hearing the sound of our voices on this beautiful day in the Lord. No matter what the weather may be, maybe it's snowing where you are, maybe it's cold, rainy, and foggy, or maybe the sun is shining beautifully like it is where I am right this moment. does not matter what the the season of weather is that you find yourself in right now, that is not what dictates it being a beautiful day in the Lord. What dictates that is the fact that there is air in your lungs. You can inhale, exhale. You have the forethought of mind to think on your own. You're not hooked up to an apparatus that is helping you to breathe or um, you're not hooked up or or receiving stimulus to make your brain continue, excuse me, to function. But God has blessed you to be in the land of the living with your faculties intact and able to inhale, exhale on your own. That is what makes it a beautiful day in the Lord. So I bring you kingdom greetings and welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show. I am your host, Elder Quillette James, and always, indeed, a pleasure and an honor, and I'm grateful for this young lady that joins me every single week to bless you with her wisdom, knowledge, and her take on different topics. My beautiful co-host, Miss Tanya Roberts. How are you today, ma'am? I am awesome. It's cold here. But it's all good. Oh, sorry. I thank God. <laughs> and must I say one thing? You looked really mm-hmm. awesome in your chucks and pearls. And oh, <laughs> oh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> thank you, thank you, awesome. thank you, ma'am. Thank you oh, very I'm doing great, much. Tess. I, I can't wait great- to. I, t- I took, I was just going to say, I took great pride in wearing my chucks and pearls on Wednesday, and it had nothing to do with being a member of any political party, because I vote people, not parties, but the fact that we actually have a woman sitting at that table, the seat of influence and power, um, in my lifetime, blessed me immensely. And, and I put up a post 
um, that I actually, I sat there with tears in my eyes that day, basically from the, the sheer thought of what my mother used to tell me when I was growing up. And this really kind of ties into our topic, which I'm not going to talk about this this moment, but it, I'll I'll pull it together as soon as, as um, I let you finish your thought. But my mother used to tell me that, you know, I could accomplish anything in this life that I so desire. I may have to work a little harder, a little longer than some other people that I may encounter, but that did not stop me from being able to accomplish my dreams. And to see a woman take her seat at that table says to me that when I tell that same sentiment to my granddaughters and great-granddaughters that I got proof positive that anything is possible. And and that's what literally brought tears to my eyes. I, I don't care what your political affiliation is. If you are a female in this hour um, and and over 50 years old, let me put it that way, because some of our, our younger generations, they don't understand the struggles that we have fought. Uh, for gender equality and have not made it yet, have not really made it completely yet. But this this is absolutely, positively um, a huge step in that direction. Um, It just, I I can't even begin to tell you how blessed I was, how truly, truly blessed I was to see that taking place. So, amen. 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 Thank you for my my Chucks and and Pearl compliments. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I, I meant that. And you know what, sis? And like you said, we're not going to talk about it long, but I have to honestly say definitely so. See, I, I'm on the other side. That's what I love about this show because I don't remember too many times being young being told what I could do and I can I, mm. I, I can have the impossible. I, I, television back, though, back in those days dictated more to me. That's why I thought life was supposed to be perfect because I watched TV and I thought, that that's the way it was, you know, the beaver cleaver mm. and the, the family. And when I didn't see that, then it threw my whole world off. But on the yeah. other end, let me say this, but I'm so grateful that I can see that now. And even at my mm-hmm. age, over 50, I'm still so mm-hmm. grateful. And it's making me dream even bigger now, knowing yeah. that God still is not through and the possibilities are endless. But you got to hold mm. on and keep the faith and be strong. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's not. But I I tried the other way, mm-hmm. and would that probably be another show another time. But that's my comment, so that's all <laughs> I want to say. Amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. Well, I think we have a very interesting show today. Um, and when the Lord dropped this in my spirit this morning, I was grateful. I really was um, because of the hour in which we live, I think it's so prevalent that we discuss, um, discuss this topic. And, and as you and I both have shared numerous times, you know, we, we seek the Lord for what our topics are. And 90% of the time we don't get them until the day of sometimes till just before the show. But um, we've always left room for the Holy Spirit to have his way in this platform because it's his platform. It's not our platform. He's the one that called us to it, and he's the one that graces us for it. So with that being said, our topic today is expectations versus reality, how to find the balance between the two, expectations versus reality, 
and how to find the balance between the two. So, um, sis, when I gave you the topic this morning, you said to me, your response to me was, that's a good topic because I am battling it myself. I'm going through it myself. So give us some insights into what it is that you're going to going through right now in relation to this topic. Well, you know, since, like I said again, just with with some different things going on in the world and you're seeing life differently and like you're saying, and when you're seeking God and, and, and he's speaking to you about certain things in your life. And now, because I can't tell you the last time I told people, I don't know if I shared it, but I felt like I lost my vision and I was just floating, just, you know, existing. And now I can see clearly now the rain has gone and I'm seeing it clearer mm-hmm. and God has given me a greater calmness. So I expect, which I always have, but not to the limit of holding out to see the increase of it, but to always, okay, mm-hmm. but if it didn't look right, I would just drop the ball and go, it's okay, fine. I accept it. It, it didn't work, or or it's not so. Mm. But when you begin to have expectations and expecting God to where your mouth waters because you're like, you know what, Lord, you didn't keep me this long for no reason. Mm. You kept me because you always said that you wanted you you love me. You had great things for mm-hmm. me. Now mm-hmm. I'm just waking up. You've been waiting on me this whole time to say, okay, not. A greatness or a brag or both, not any of that, but to see things differently in the Lord. So okay, so now you mm-hmm. now I feel I have expectations, and at the same time reality. And when reality is when you look at the, you put the bills down, and what you got to pay out, and this is what's going on, or this is what's going on, and this is what's happening mm-hmm. over here. And then that's reality. Mm-hmm. And then you try to, then at the same time you're saying, no, I don't care what this looks like. This is a mirage. Mm-hmm. This is just a lesson that I'm going to learn because when you do bless me, you need me to know this. So instead mm-hmm. of freaking out this time, see, it's hard sometimes. That's I said what I'm going through is to find the balance. Because you don't want to sway or waver. You want to stand strong. Mm -hmm. But my word for this season was, Tanya, I'm not asking for anything but that faith the size of a mustard seed Mm -hmm. that know that I can, that you know that I can. And I'll show Mm -hmm. you great and mighty wonders again just on that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so... I'm 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 fighting every day, sis, for the last since the New Year's began, of saying I can't let nobody take me there no more. I I just mm. I can't go there. No more. I, I just can't. Mm. I had to tell a coworker today. You know, he was bringing something to me, and I had to say, I don't mean no harm, but I can't fix that. I'm just learning how to deal with my job through what God is telling me in peace. I don't have time mm. to talk about that because you already know how it is. So 
Now that you got yourself upset, did that change it? No. Okay, so how old are you? 41. Mm. You're grayer than an 80-year-old man because mm. you're stressing, and I just cannot go there. So what I, mm. I hope this is tying in to say this, and I'm going to shut up on this. Sis. I'm learning now that I need to take all that I have from everything. Being anointed is just not enough. And I understand that everybody have a different level of anointing. Please hear me. But everybody got things going on, period. Nobody's perfect. So when you, you know, how I have to handle it to get a grip on it for me so I won't get overwhelmed with the expectations of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm learning how to balance it going before God even more now. So did I answer mm-hmm. anything or did I throw it off? Mm-mm, no, no. What you said was good. It was good. So, um, considering, and I, and this is what I'm believing and I'm sensing in my spirit as to why um, the Lord wanted us to touch on this. We are um, still in the first month of uh, 2021. We have a lot of changes that have taken yeah. place over this past week. We have a new governmental administration that has taken their seat uh, finally. Um, and I believe that the expectations of most, no matter what side of the aisle you on, is great. You, you've got the the... Those that are so prone to party lines that, you know, that they just automatically, and and not just party lines, but to Trumpism, that, you know, oh, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened, and no matter what happens, it's going to be horrible and terrible. You have those that are um, prone to party lines on the other side that, oh, we finally got um, a, a Democratic administration back in there, so now X, Y, Z is going to happen. Um, and then you have those that are like, I'm just glad we got a change happening. You know, I'm not trying to believe in, you know, on either side, but I'm just glad that, you know, hopefully things will look better. It looks like this president wants to look out for the people. Other people are saying, no, this president is going to make our country tank. Other people are saying, no, the current, the past president, the former president ruined the country. There are so many different um, thoughts and realities um, and expectations of what people believe are going to happen. Reality is yet to be formed because the administration just got there. Taking it on another level from last year, there were expectations that um, because of the things that were told by those that were in, in leadership that the pandemic was going to come and go and it wasn't going to be nowhere near as bad as it was. Um, You have people in the body of Christ, I mean, for real, for real believers in the body of Christ that had family members that contracted the disease and the expectation because they were 
part of the body of Christ, the expert expectation was that God would heal their loved ones and they would get through it and all would be well. And reality set in and they lost the loved ones. Somebody died, um, which completely blew their theology, blew their relationship with God out the water. Um, this past year, has been a year of ups and downs and ins and outs and expectations being blown. People that started the year off 2020 with great expectations of what the year was going to unfold for them, that, you know, the year started off economically, to be honest, the year was didn't start off bad. You know, the economy was in a decent place. People were working. Um it, no matter how you felt about that current administration, the year technically on the economic level didn't start off as a bad year. Quickly, quickly into the year, that all changed. Um, people started off the year with expectations of traveling the world, expectations of, you know, retiring and doing different things with their families, expectations of of starting new businesses and different different things of that nature. And the reality of what happened because of the pandemic threw all the expectations out the window. And it caused a deep divide and a deep depression within the world, not just in our country, but this is a global pandemic. This is a global um, reckoning that we've had to come to. Some things on even um, different levels. We have expectations when we unite with somebody in matrimony. We have expectations when we birth forth children. We have expectations um, of all sorts of things in this life. And reality is normally a lot different than the expectation that we have where something is concerned. And so okay. because our – go ahead. No, sis, I was just saying, okay, I get it even more now. That's even deeper now that you've taken it there. That's, um, so I'm, I'm listening. I'm learning something. Go ahead. So because, because reality is normally different than expectation, we've got to learn a balance between the two. Um, we as, as children of the Most High, I'm going to take this to a spiritual level, we as children of the Most High are taught to expect great things from God, to expect unbelievable moves of God, to expect, I mean, and I'm right there right now, you know, believing for signs, wonders, and miracles because of my expectation of what God's word says and what it says that he will do. But in all honesty, and I'm still right now standing, there are things that I have on the altar that I'm expecting 
expecting God to move in. And I won't take him off the altar until he moves because that's my expectation of his promise in his word. But if I'm going to be wholeheartedly honest, there's been times past where I had the same expectation, but the, the reality of what God desired in the midst of that situation, the reality of what God's word was in the midst of that situation was quite different than what my expectation was of how God was going to move. And I could have allowed those situations to put me into back into a place of bitterness that God brought me out of as he brought me into his family and into his fold. Because see, it's, it's disappointment that will take us into that place of anger, into that place of, of, of um, bitterness, and and lack of trust because he did not do it when I asked him to do it before. So how am I going to have expectations and believe that he's going to do it this time? And That's I powerful. believe that we have all have walked there before. So how do we get past that? I, one of my Can dear I- sisters... Um, had lost a home years ago, years ago. And for years, she loved the Lord. She stayed in church, but her faith expectation was low. Even though she kept pressing in God, her faith expectation was low because she believed God to save that home for her back then. And it didn't happen. Foreclosure still came. Okay. Now, okay. Uh, just yesterday, this and I'm going to give you the floor and give me one second. Let me finish the story real quick. Yesterday, as she was riding down the street and she was driving past some new housing development. Now, understand, they've her and her husband, her family, they've been in a rented home for probably 14 years. 14, 15 years. It's been that long. I mean, seriously. Got to survive, but it's a rented home. It's not theirs. If it was a home that she was purchasing, she'd be halfway through, okay, paying for it. But as she was riding down the street yesterday, she said the Lord spoke to her heart. And the Lord gently said, the first house you got for yourself, your next house, I'm going to do it for you. I get it. And with that... her expectation oh, wow. rose all over again, all over again, after all of these years, to believe for her own home again. Go ahead, sis. No, uh, okay, first, I, I, I just had to just my amens and my everything because I, I felt you, everything that you were saying. Now that you took me on that level, I swear I was like, I wish I took an antidepressant right now because when you said expectations, I wasn't looking at it that deep. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, that's why I love about it. Keep it real. Because of what you just said and how you view it because of the level that you're on. I feel that I, I'm taking it from my end now on my side. Why I didn't see it that great until you said that. You know, I always heard 
if you want to see God laugh, tell him the plans you have for yourself. Hmm. I always believe in that. And I've seen so much in such a short time that I realized by what I've gone through in my life, and that was true disobedience, true. I'm blaming, I, I take the whole everything on me. But I thank God for his mercy and grace and his deliverance. But you begin to look at expectations differently. And I thank God because I was what you said. I, I was there because I've heard the Lord speak so many times and tell me and show me so many things. And when I didn't see it, when you said faith, oh, my God, says you knew I was the worst in having spiritual tantrums. Dash your foot against the stone. I was kicking the rock, throwing it over the cliff, flipping out, doing all kinds of stuff. So I know. I, I get that. And, I, and I'm sure what you're saying, it is disappointing if you trust in God for a husband and it doesn't come. And then you go ahead of God and then you do something. Now you want him to bless mm-hmm. it. It is different, mm-hmm. like you're saying, when we want a house. And instead of hearing God say, wait, we go ahead and we buy it. I've been there too. It is different when we don't want to hear I've been hearing this lately. We don't sit long enough to hear what God really said. I remember mm-hmm. saying when I was in Arizona, Lord, I want to move to Atlanta. And I heard something on a thing, and I took that word and ran with it and been gone since for 20 years. But he didn't say I couldn't go. I didn't wait long enough for him to say wait. Wait. So I had to go through a circulum of things when I got there because I came too soon. Mm-hmm. So I know about what you're saying about that. Please believe me. When you look up and you, like you're saying, says you do your vision board and, and man, you hear about people doing vision boards and you're listening to different things on YouTube and on different things on the internet and you're hearing how God is moving in people's lives and you looking at your life saying, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do? Mm-hmm. But God knows when to speak. Sis, you told me this a long time ago, too. Mother used to say it. My grandmother used to say it. God either says no, yes, or wait. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really talk a lot in between. Mm-hmm. And he wants people to see that he's God in our lives. Not us. He wants people to see how he positioned people and he blessed you in those positions. And you can tell mm-hmm. the story. Not that you haven't worked hard for it, but when people look at you and say, I know it ain't nobody but her God. Because she couldn't have done that. It's even better. Sometimes I tell people, when you go bankrupt and deplete, because you know it ain't nobody but God. That brings you back. And I mean bankrupt in your spirit, bankrupt everywhere sometimes. Because mm-hmm. people, when they look, those are the signs and wonders. I know it ain't mm-hmm. nobody but you, God. Ain't no way this person could have came back from that. They said that person was going to lose their mind. That's why mm-hmm. now, I guess I answered it a little bit differently for everybody, but my expectations are different. 
My expectations is God waking me up every day. That's an expectancy. And then to have a good day victoriously. For me, that's an, expect, that's an expectation he's delivering. Every day to have a meal, I'm so grateful. Like you said, it started off with the economy going good. Taxes are getting ready to go up. Um, on all kinds of things, um, gas is going up again. You you got all the things, jobs since the COVID. They learned how to cut back and cut down. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't in full time, then you got to sit there and because the little games they're trying to play, they don't want to give you 40. They want to give you 36 now and call that full time. You know what I'm saying? Some people ain't going back the same. Some people are still unemployed. Some people are still trusting God. But you know, I'm learning now, sis. He's preparing me, preparing my spirit for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if anybody, I'm telling you, I'm not saying better days are not coming for you. I'm not saying that. But what about better days, sis, when things are not going good, but you learn how to survive? How mm-hmm. many people out there, you've been eating good for so long, you don't even know what it's like to make a pot of beans and put some fat back in it with some cornbread and make it last? See, when you don't know those things, when you forget those things, I believe God has taken us back to those things. The churches were closed mm-hmm. because we started looking at those ministers as God, and they're not God. Mm-hmm. He wanted us to have personal relationships. If we didn't go into church, we, were get, we wanted to feel good. Mm-hmm. So we got more caught up in our flesh thinking we were feeling the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was our flesh feeling good. If I don't get my pastor, I used to say, if my pastor ain't preaching today, I swear I'm going to have, oh, this ain't going to be good. I couldn't hardly hear no messages from nobody else. And the Lord had to check me. So all I'm saying to people, I'm sorry to those who've lost your jobs, your positions, your houses and different things. And I know it ain't easy. Please hear me. I've fallen off a mountain. Please believe me, spiritually, physically, all kinds of ways. But one thing I know is, be graceful and embrace the new, new, ask God for new expectations. I have to. I told the Lord, I'm not, okay, I, I got to I gotta give it all to you now because I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. I'm stressing out. I don't like it. I'm, I'm, what, what am I expecting there? I expect them to treat me this way and do this and do that. Now I'm going there. They're like, what's wrong with you, Tanya? Nothing. Are you mad? No. Because the Lord has given me a still spirit now and a humble spirit to go in there and say, this is where I want you. Lord, I want you wherever you want me. Hmm. You tell me it ain't the meat department now, I ain't even trying to fight no more. I, tell me where you want me because I want to be. When it, that, it's that time for them blessings to roll down, rain on me. Wherever you tell me mm-hmm. to be, I want to be in the right place at the right time. That's my expectation. Mm-hmm. Even if you tell me. That that business I always thought I was going to open. Now I look and I realize why he never did. Heck, if I couldn't handle my own private life, a business, I would be falling apart. Why didn't I get, I've, I've seen myself writing that book. God said it ain't over. But Lord, I've seen myself on the stage. He said it ain't over. Mm-hmm. I feel my body. But I, when I feel my body, I go, look at all the things I've done to my body. And, Lord, you let me come this far. I got to fight mm-hmm. for the rest. Again, I think I've always said, I heard somebody say, the first 40 years we do everything we can to try to kill ourselves. The next 40 years mm-hmm. after that, we're doing everything we can to live. 
Now you're praying different prayers. Now that I've learned real estate, I don't care. I don't own no house. I ain't mad. Because what I know now, you want to, you want to, you want God's favor. You want to enjoy it all, mm-hmm. and don't be responsible for nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that in a different way. Please hear me. I ain't saying blow it off, whatever. I ain't saying that you don't own a house. I'm not telling anybody that. Please hear me. But if you know how much you're really paying for a house, and even when it's over with, if you don't pay your taxes, you can still lose it. Mm-hmm. They never, they always keep you. You're always indebted to it. I've seen people pay off a house and lose the house because something happened in your life and they can't pay the taxes. They'll take it from you. They would not even care. They'll take it from you and resell it. It's like a car. You finally pay off the car. Whoa! I was cheering. Now I'm going, what's going on in the front right now? See, my expectations is every day, Lord, keep me. I know what the government, they say this, and people are saying that, and, and the government people are this, and people are angry still, and people are expecting this, and they, I hear people now with their anger saying they wanted them in there. Now they got it. Now this is what's going to happen. They're speaking death all in the atmosphere. You got to do everything you can to speak life right now. You got so many people speaking death into the atmosphere. All the Christian people, we need to be called in order right now. We need to come up against all these wicked devices and assignments that they're sending out in the atmosphere because they're angry. And, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we don't for the ones. Because let me tell you something. The rain, the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. It don't matter high level, high devil. The more money you have, I'm sure, I'm sure Beyonce and them, but believe me, you, they got different problems. It may not be money. Oh, yeah. But they got other problems. Mm. And let me tell you something. Since what I just told, I was just telling my husband. I say, you ever think, see, Beyonce and them, they got to get recreative. They got to be creative now. If they're not going on tours and they can't go certain places because of this, because of that, they're not getting paid no money. You know what I'm trying to say? They still got to come up with this and still got to come up with that. The Kardashians, every time I turn, I have to turn off Instagram sometimes because she's taking it over. They got to get new creative because they still got to keep their money going. So don't think that they're not going mm-hmm. through anything. So I'm going to tell you this, sis, and I'll end it. I'm sorry you mean to take the platform like that and take it over, but I'm going to say this to somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to because I'm talking to myself as well. Ask God to show you what your expectations should be. Because sometimes I believe God can do anything but fail. I believe Mm -hmm. that. I truly believe that with my whole heart. But sometimes we're more disappointed because we expect God to do it. And instead of expectancy, sometimes we turn it into demanding him. Because I expect you, Lord, but your other side is saying, you do it. You told me you was going to do this, and you ain't did it by now. And I've been telling everybody, or I've been on YouTube, and I've been on um, Facebook telling everybody you was getting ready to do it, and you didn't do it. He's God. He's God. He can do whatever he chooses. So I'm off that soapbox. Thank you for allowing me to talk, and I love you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. He is God, and that's what we have to keep in mind. It's the fact that he is God. So how do we balance the two between our expectations and our reality? 
um, it's, it comes from our developed relationship with the Lord. Um, it comes from our maturing in God. That's how we wind up with balance in our lives to be able to not get dis- we're going to get discouraged sometimes. Let's let's just be honest about that. But not to allow that discouragement to cause us to walk away from the safety in the ark of God's covering. Um, like I said at the beginning of the show, there are those that believe God for healing. There are those that believe God to save their loved ones, and they left this world anyway. But we don't know always what is going on in the background. I've heard it said over and over again, you can pray, 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 pray for someone to be healed. You can pray, 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 pray for someone not to die. And they go anyway. But what we don't know is what was their prayer? What what did they ask God? Did they tell God they were ready to come home? Did they tell God they were tired and they just wanted it over? What was their prayer? That's one side of it. That's not always the case. That's one side of it. The other side of it is we never know what God is doing in the background. Let me give you a point, um, an example. On the day that we celebrate quote unquote Palm Sunday, think back to think back to the frame of mind that they the disciples were in at that time. Now God had been Christ had been honest with them. He had told them what was coming. He had told them, you know, that um, the temple was going to be destroyed, but it would be rebuilt in three days. They didn't fully understand what he was saying, but he had shared a lot of insight with them that they had not taken taken to to heart in a realistic way. They were so bent and determined and thought that he was the Messiah, Savior of the hour, of just that hour to save them from the oppressive regime of the Romans. And on that fateful day, on Palm Sunday, when he had told them to go and get the colts and bring the colt to him, and he rode into Jerusalem so triumphantly that the people lined the streets and in worship to him, and they laid palms down for the donkey to walk on, and all of these different things. Imagine what had to be going through the disciples' minds, that, oh, this is our our rabbi, this is our leader. And look at how the people rally around him. Look at how the people praise him. Oh, we just know that this man is going to lead us in the revolt against the Romans, because the people will follow him. And we will finally get up out from under this oppressive regime. We are on our way to a new day. And it's going to be glorious. I can just really seriously see them beaming from ear to ear, just with so much uh, elation within them because of what was happening that day. What they did not realize was that before that exact same week was over with, the same man that they thought 
was going to be the savior of the hour, not, not of the people, but of the hour to get them out from under this oppressive, oppressive regime, regime that this man would hang on a cross and die before that same week ended. Now imagine them going from the expectation that they had of what was coming to the reality of what happened. Imagine how distraught they were, how they felt the world was over. It was just like, this can't be happening. Because I know what I saw with my eyes. This is not supposed to end this way. This should be happening in a far different way. How is it that these same people that were lining the street shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, okay, and praising him and giving him all these accolades, how is it that it's these same people that stood and cried out, crucify him? crucify him in just a matter of a few days. Again, wasn't even a full week's time. Imagine how disappointing that was. But here's the point that I want to bring up. What they did not know was what God was working on the other side. What God really, really had in mind for what was to come. All they knew is what they were perceiving in their little finite mind of what was transpiring. And all they knew was the reality was total polar opposite of what their expectation was. But they did not yet know that God had a much greater plan. And the beauty of the hour, as we can look back in retrospect, as Christ rolled in on that coat, he already knew. He already knew. But he allowed, he allowed the glee of the expectation of the moment to transpose and transform the thinking of the apostles because there was a point that needed to be proven. And I'm saying this to, to give ear and give way to how we find the balance. See, the balance was in what Christ knew within himself was he was going to be obedient to the purpose and the call that was on his life. He already knew the fate that was going to befall him. He didn't go in there with, with the same expectation of the outcome that the disciples have. See, when you have that close relationship with the Father, as Christ said in, in John, the 17th chapter, in the first few verses, he talked about the fact that um, he and the Father were one. But what he said was, and I want to find it because it's so powerful, it is so powerful in retrospect, to what his expectation was versus what the disciples' expectations were because he already knew. Because of his close father, he already knew. Okay, so it says in John, starting in the 17th verse, at the first 
I mean, starting in the 17th chapter at the first verse, it says, after Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. This is God, Christ's prayer to the Father. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. You see, the difference is that Christ knew what was expected of him, not just focusing on the expectations, the hour, the expectations of God. He knew what was expected of him. His reality was, I finished what you gave me to do. Because in my, in my knowing what is to come, in my knowing what is to come in the next day or two, by the time he prayed this prayer, his death was imminent. This was just before the, the soldiers came to get him. This is his last meeting with his disciples, where he's earnestly praying for those that God had given him, he knew what was expected of him. And his reality was that he was going to finish what God had given him. We've got to get to a place where even in our expectations of what we're believing God to do, we understand and have the realization patient that God has for us, the assignment that's on our lives, the way that he is going to use us in the midst of different situations to show forth his glory. See, because Christ knew all too well the suffering that he was going to have to go through, but more importantly, he knew what was going to happen on the other side of the suffering. He knew about his resurrection. He knew about the sins of the world being forgiven. He knew that the glory that was going to be bestowed after which he went through what was expected of him was going to far exceed what the expectation was of him within that hour to the crowd. You see, again, the disciples were only expecting a savior for the right then and there. Christ knew that the expectation that God had on his life was the savior of the world to come. World without end. That eternity, eternal life was going to be birthed forth through what he had to walk through. You see, it's our perception of our expectation that will cause us to have balance between the expectation and the reality. Reality says that, God, you can do everything but fail. My expectation is to see your hand move in these situations according to your will, according to what will bring you glory. My expectation has to balance out my reality. And how that happens is my expectation is in God's 
what are you going to do in this? Not what I'm, not what I'm demanding of you to do, because who am I to demand of you? Because you are my creator, I'm not yours. So our perception of our expectation has to align itself with the reality of our God. Lord, what is your will within this? It didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. I didn't get what I thought I was going to get. That person didn't turn out to be who I thought that person was going to be. The job did not pivot me forward like I thought it would. My children did not go in the way that I thought that they were going to go. Oh, but yet instill my expectations. Is God that you're going to be glorified in the midst of all of this? Is that according to your word and your will, it's going to turn around for my good and for your glory, even though my reality that I see right here and right now is speaking volumes to the contrary. My expectation is the promises of God are yea and amen. No. My loved one is no longer here with me. And I really thought you were going to raise him up. But you know what, Lord? In the midst of being disappointed that you didn't do what I asked for, I still have to reverence the fact that you are still with me, that you are still strengthening me, that you're still seeing me through these dark days. That even though it doesn't seem to be glorifying right now, I have to trust that you've got a greater plan than what I could ever conceive of, what I could ever imagine. I still have to trust you. In the midst of it all, still have to trust you. And then there are those times, those glorious times, when God will step up and he will surprise us, where our expectation is low where we've gotten to a place that we don't expect much anymore because we feel that time after time after time we've been disappointed. So we've stopped expecting. We've stopped believing. And all of a sudden, God will step up and speak a word and turn everything around. Even when our expectation was nothing is going to change. See, it doesn't always work out to the bad with our expectation and our reality. I want to read to you from Luke, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to start at the first verse, and it's a well-known story, but it speaks volume to low expectation. But even in the midst of a low expectation, still, at the word of God, you go forth and watch him work on your behalf. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Garneset, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, He said, 
Um, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught, haven't caught anything. Hallelujah. Hold on. I'm doing this online. I moved too far. Okay. Simon answered, Master, we have worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. See, this is the flip side of a low expectation. Simon said, this is Simon Peter. He said, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything. Like, you know, why Why you want me to go back out there? We've already started cleaning our nets because all we did was pick up some trash out there. We've already resolved in our mind that nothing good is going to happen. We've packed it up for the day. Our expectation is so low that why would we go back out there? Because we have toiled and we have worked at this thing all night long and caught the command of God. He said, because you say so. I will let down the net. And they went out and they did. And the catch that they caught was so great. The overflow from listening and believing God at his word was so great that it overflowed to those that were with them. We've got to get to a place in God where our expectation is so great in his word, in his promises, in what he has stated for our lives, that we forget about the failures of the past. And at his word, we are still willing to go forth. Even though our expectation is low, we don't know what to expect because all we have is the reality of what we see. But at his word, at the beckoning of his word, if we would just listen, if we would just be obedient to the call that he has given us to do, to go, even though it fell before, do it again, because I'm telling you to do it this time. I, my sister, when she said he told her, you got the first house on your own. In other words, because you were blessed with money, you didn't ask me if this was a house for you. You didn't ask me if this is what I wanted you to do with the blessing. You didn't ask me any of that. You felt like you had it, you could do it, so you went and you did it. And it didn't work out to your good. But guess what? Even years later, you are still my daughter. You're still pressing on in me, and I will reward your faithfulness even in the midst of that. So this time, it won't be because of what you did to go get the house. I am going to give you the house. I am going to do it this time. And that's going to make the difference. I said at the beginning when you gave me the compliment of uh, my pearls and my chucks, I told you I was going to tie in my story about what my mother used to tell me to, this, to our subject today. The expectation that my mother gave me, the hope that she gave me, was that it was all going to work out. All I had to do was work hard for it. 
My reality has not been such in all aspects of my life. I've worked extremely hard over my life. I started working a job at 13 years old. This year I'll be 65 years old. And in some reality, as I look, I'm like, what do I have to show for all of these years of labor and of toil, of working extremely hard? Because that's what my mother told me to do. So my expectation was it was going to pay off in dividends, the likes of which I couldn't even imagine. But now at this point in time in my life, of my reality of my life, yeah, I've worked really, really hard. No, I haven't seen it come to fruition, what my mother said, in my eyes. However, I still believe that God is in the midst. And he's working in the background. And my Lord, my labor and my toil has not been in vain. He's allowed me through the years of working hard to pour into the lives of others. He's allowed me to be on an influential stage with others to say, you've got greatness in you. Don't take down. He's allowed me to be the bridge in other people's reality to help give them the boost up, to help see them accomplish what they set out to accomplish. And there have been times in my life that I've even looked back in that in, in a little bit of bitterness, to be honest. To say, you know what, Lord, I've poured into all these people. I've poured into other people's visions all these years. When did I pour into my vision? And God is going, oh, you, you forgot you were pouring into my vision. It wasn't just that you were helping the people do what they needed to do. You were doing what I called you to do. You said all along that, Lord, I'm yours for 30 Three years this year, you've told me you were mine, and whatever I needed you to do, you would do. Where's the resistance coming from? Because I've used you in just the way that you asked me to use you, and it's not over. It's not over. There is still a work yet for you to do, but there's yet still something that I'm doing for you. So we've got to change our perception of our expectation if we're going to have balance with our reality and look at it not just from the perspective of what's my expectation. God, what's your expectation? Lord, is my reality what you have called for? Is my reality aligning itself from what your expectation was, my conception? And at my birth, because then I can have balance. Then I'm not embittered. Then I'm good because I am accomplishing that for which I was created. So, sis, I just wanted to give a different look at, at the difference in how we perceive our expectations in retrospect to what our realities are. If we are trusting God, if we're believing God, if we're sold out to God, if we're surrendered to God, our expectations take on a whole different look. So that's what I had to share. And they just said in my ear, we had 10 seconds left in the show. But I thank and praise God. I pray that somebody has been brought by the contract and how you can keep from losing your hope 
by just shifting what is your expectation. Is your expectation in what God expects of you or is in your expectation just what you expect of him? Amen. Baby girl, can you pray us out, please? I just thank God, Father, for another awesome, awesome show. I pray that every life, every listener, even whether they're listening now or listening later, be touched by this, Father God. And instead of always so much worrying about what our expectations are that you should be doing, maybe we should pray a different prayer. Lord, what is your expectations of us? What is what did you put us on this earth for? And I'm praying that everyone gets that because one thing we must understand, Lord, you're coming back and your word said it will not go back void. So every word of God has to fulfill itself. So now that we look and we open up our eyes, open up the windows of our heart and our soul, that we can also our ears, that we can hear you in these last days and these times. That, Father God, we can be better for you and that you may be glorified and we may reap Mm. and harvest the benefits in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, sis. I love you. Have an incredible day and week in the Lord. And Lord say the same. We'll be back at you. Same God time. Same God channel. Same God channel. We love you guys. Be blessed. Love you much. Amen. Amen. Let's keep it real.